Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Reminding you why we all love living in coastal Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio, the digital arm, digital advertising and marketing arm for Supertalk Mississippi Media. What a, what a great organization this is that I had the opportunity to, to be a part of. We're going to shift gears now after having this terrific conversation with Jeff Duncan. We're so lucky to have access to Jeff from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. But we'll move uh, on now to uh, multimedia journalists for, with Supertalk uh, Mississippi news. Uh, my new friend, Caleb Sellers, who I've been watching very closely for some time. Caleb, how you doing, my friend? I'm well, excuse me. I'm well, Ricky. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. So where are you sitting right now? I'm sitting in our uh, Super Talk, or let me go this way, Super Talk News uh, studio. Uh, I'm wearing a jacket right now, even though it's approximately 138 degrees outside here in the Metro Jackson area. But we call this room the igloo because it's always cold in here. Yeah, Always cold. Well, look, here's here's the thing. Um, as I saw, talked about so many times on this show, Steve Davenport and Kim Dillon, Steve, the owner of Supertalk and the chairman of the board, and Kim, the president of Supertalk, have built this incredible multimedia company. That's why I'm so happy to have the STMM Digital Studio, a sponsor of my studio now. Uh, because it gives me the opportunity to bring focus to something I know a lot about as a former digital media CEO. They're hitting on a lot of cylinders. Their news effort, the news effort that you and JT and others are part of, JT Mitchell, the, the news director, who's been on my show several times, uh, is extraordinary. I mean, the thought that, that Steve has 26 radio stations, 12 that are part of the Super Talk Mississippi Network, and then another 25-plus radio stations that are part of the various uh, uh networks that he's put together, like, for example, the Ag Network and the News Network. So when Caleb and his team are working together to produce news, that some comes from our show, some comes from our massive uh, uh, networks of, of contacts, uh, when they produce news, it goes to all of these radio stations, uh, some 50-plus radio stations across the state of Mississippi. It's uh, it's an it's an amazing it's an amazing effort and and you know I've watched you Caleb closely as a former publisher and uh, and I can't be more complimentary about the progress that you've made as a journalist buddy it's been fun to watch. Well, I appreciate that, Ricky. That means a lot to hear from you. You know where you've once worked and where you've once been, and so it means a lot to hear that because I have evolved from I've been here for a year and two months now, and when I first started, I was like, all right. Let's get into the den of lions and let's figure this out. And as time has gone, though, I've just grown and grown. But you mentioned J.T. Mitchell, and I could not be more complimentary of J.T. Mitchell as a boss, as a mentor, as a friend, as someone that I get to see on a daily basis because he's helped me grow a lot. Alyssa Arbuckle, one of our other journalists, she's helped me grow a lot. And it's a real team effort around here. I mean, we really don't do anything without going to each other and helping each other, picking up the slack where everybody else needs help. 
Yeah, it's interesting, Caleb, and you know this already, but for the listeners who have not heard this before, Super Talk is unique in the United States, really. At a time when radio stations are getting gobbled up and becoming sort of a national footprint, and they're doing, you know, kind of uh, a cookie cutter approach to shows across the United States, Steve Davenport has done literally the opposite. He's moved to more of a local approach. He's, he, that's the reason he, he brought me on on the coast to, to bring a local voice in the coast of Mississippi, recognizing that this is an economic engine. And he felt strongly that we needed to do what we've done now with the Ricky Matthews show. But what's what's interesting about 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 Super Talk is that through the programming, whether it be my show or Gerard's show or Paul Gallo's show, Caleb and the team have the ability to go to those shows and mine those shows. I mean, when, when the thought leaders whether it be the governor on down, any major leader in the state has something they want to say, they usually come to Super Talk first. And having that level of access is a, is an extraordinary competitive advantage for Super Talk, isn't it? It is. And because I work for Super Talk, too, I have access to these uh, elected leaders, even outside of them coming on the shows. For example, we had the midterms on, not midterms, we had the primaries on Tuesday. And I texted Leah Smith, the communications director for or deputy chief of staff for Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. I said, hey, can I get the Lieutenant Governor for a couple of minutes just for some sound bites for tonight's coverage? Boom, on the spot. She calls me. I get him. I have a quick two-minute interview with him. And that was it. But it's because who I work for, where I am, and how they've gotten to know me as a journalist here. But you're right. And even when, um, like, I'll, I'll be able to use audio from your show, especially Super Talk Outdoors. I love getting the outdoors people on Mondays and use those for news clips in the afternoon time. But, well, when they come here to Jackson, our main studio, to Paul or Gerard, I could just pull the politician, the elected official, whoever it is, afterwards and say, hey, do you have a few free minutes to cover some topics that you didn't talk about on the show? And it's because they come here and talk to our host that I get that opportunity as well. And so it really, everything works together. It is. And look, by the way, people who are listening to this, you can go to supertalk.fm. You know, you can see the news there, but you also get a prompt immediately that gives you the ability to sign up for the newsletter. I would sign up for the newsletter. It's um, it's a it's, listen. There are a lot of nonprofit news organizations in this state, and I don't want to necessarily speak badly of them. I have uh, I have I have mentioned many times before that they are typically funded by one or two big time funders, and those funders have sort of a political bias. And and I listen. I respect for. For example, Mississippi Today, I respect journalists who work there, but I think that oftentimes from the top, they're driven with a bit of a political agenda. Now, you might say that Super Talk is a conservative radio station, and there are some conservative programs. Uh, my show is is not a political program. There are other programs that are not political programs. But as a news effort, Super Talk is, you know, they have the freedom to be objective. They're not being told to be slant one way or the other. That's true, isn't it, Caleb? Hundred percent true. I yeah. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no. No, we we have no political bias at all. There's no agenda in anything we report. And while some of the show hosts, while Paul Gallo may give his opinion on a topic, or Gerard Gibbert may give his opinion on a topic, we don't do that. I mean, even I remember an issue that you've covered about white-tailed deer, and um, I covered the issue very objectively, presented both sides, 
and we get to we get the luxury of doing that. One, it looks better because you can trust our reporting that we're not going to give you a conservative slant or a liberal slant. We're going to give you the news. We're going to give you what happened, who said what, and and what's going to go from there. Yeah, you mentioned Leah Smith with uh, with Delbert Hose. Mm-hmm. Before we get too far away from that, I just want to say this, that I've been around, I've had responsibilities for newspapers in five states. I've dealt with people who are in Leah's position more times than I can count. Um, and, you know, I've had respect for so many of them. But Leah, you know, I'd put Leah at the top of the list in terms of responsiveness, in terms of she's smart as hell. Um, yeah. And and she she's really kind of a... She's really kind of a symbol, really, of you know Nathan in that in that uh, office as well. But 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 you, Lieutenant Governor built a strong t- staff, and that's really true of a lot of the staff members that we deal with here in the state. They're they're pretty responsive, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, immediately some of them I'll text them or email them, and within five minutes I've got a response. That was Leah on Tuesday. I mean, yeah. I'm like. Okay, I don't know how today's going to go. It's a hotly contested election. He's running against a ferocious challenger and Chris McDaniel. I don't know if they're going to want to give me any time immediately, immediately. And she had the lieutenant governor available on the spot, and he would have given me more than two or three minutes if I wanted. Yeah. And so, yeah. no, the responsiveness has been great. I'm not surprised to hear that. Hey, listen, where you got my attention, of course, I've followed your coverage really closely, as I mentioned earlier. Where you got my attention, though, was at the Neshoba County Fair, because not only were you reporting from there on our radio stations, but you were writing from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I've been to Neshoba one time and I nearly burned up. <laughs> when I, when I, it's a, everyone should go at least once. Now, if you if you're if it's part of your heritage and your family and the traditions, you get all that. You know, so many people there. And I knew a lot of people there when I went. But the, but the reality is, though, it's from the political side of this. It's kind of a jumbled mess. There's lots of things that are going on. You got the speeches that are going on. And and for a reporter, it's sometimes. There's, there's, you've got the stump speeches that you're listening to, but then you've got all the side stuff that might be happening and yes. the little side conversations and challenges and the scuttlebutt. And so it, it's really a challenge for a reporter. A reporter goes into yes. Shoba County Fair, you got to take that jumbled mess and make something organized from it that, that's cohesive and that uh, that readers can follow. And I thought you did an extraordinary job at that, Caleb. Um, and, you know, it is a challenge, though, isn't it? It's very challenging because you have the speeches going on on the main stage, but you have no idea what's going on on the side or around the pavilion. And so you're kind of having to keep an eye out for that. And so I have my microphone, and I'm kind of running around everywhere trying to get quotes from if I see Senator Chris McDaniel getting a quote from him, if I see the lieutenant governor getting a quote from him, if I see the governor trying to get a quote from him, if I see his challenger, Brandon Presley, trying to get a quote from him and try to give everybody not just an equal opportunity to give me a response or give me answers to questions, but just trying to soak in the entire atmosphere as well. Because for those who haven't been to the Neshoba County Fair, you're right. You you have to go and experience the, the days of political speeches because – it's not like you have just a couple of people speaking. It's a whole ordeal. It is a it is a really big deal. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Caleb Sellers from the Super Talk Mississippi News effort. We'll see you after this. You can also. 
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to the STMM Digital Studio and the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm glad to have my friend, multimedia journalist from Super Talk Mississippi News, Caleb Sellers. And uh, Caleb, you're doing a good job. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Sailors. 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 Thank you. Thank it's you. okay, though. Paul called me Caleb Sanders uh, this past <laughs> Friday, so, so I'll, it's okay. I'll get, I'll get I'll get better at that, sailors. But uh, I've watched him in in action for for a very long time. Hey, listen, you've mentioned uh, the lieutenant governor's race more than once, and you know I've I've been I don't get typically involved in politics, but I personally am thrilled that Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman was reelected. And frankly, I'll be honest with you, man, just t- take aside that strong belief that I had about what was best for Mississippi. It was one of the nastiest races we've ever seen. And there's been a lot of nasty races that typically uh, follow Chris McDaniel when he runs. But, you know, if this had gone into a runoff, I literally was praying for no runoff. Because if this had gone into a runoff, it would continue to divide our state. That's the thing that bothers me. Is in a time when our state needs to be come together, coming together, we're, we're kind of driving this wedge right through the middle of Mississippi. And... And, and I didn't want us to have to experience that. So I'm, I'm thrilled that that's behind us. But that, that had to have been quite a challenge to cover that particular race. Well, absolutely, because there were allegations from both sides. And you had the personal allegations, too. And, and how do you report on that, right? Especially if they're baseless, they're unsubstantiated, and you don't have anything to back it off of. And so there were things that we just – we're not going to touch this. We're not going to cover this because – it's a baseless accusation. There's nothing, there's no proof to prove any of these things. So, for example, when there was the issue of redistricting Madison County, there was no proof that yeah. the lieutenant governor had any intentions to move Madison County to a completely different district. And so we're like, all right, we're not going to cover this until something you know comes up, until there's actual evidence that this that there was a motive behind this. But with the name calling, with the slanderous accusations, it was just... I don't know, you just feel icky inside covering it because you want you want I mean the candidates are going to throw mud at each other. That that's going to happen in every election cycle. You'll see it in the governor's race. Brandon Presley and Tate Reeves will throw mud at each other, but it's not going to get personal. Yeah. And the lieutenant governor during his speech at Neshoba actually referenced the twenty fourteen election in which uh the late Senator Thad Cochran defeated Chris McDaniel uh for US Senate, but he said you would think he would have learned from Thad Cochran. And I thought that was a very damning statement from the Yeah, I agree. I, and listen, I knew Thad Cochran personally, had the opportunity to meet with him many times. He was one of the most kind statesmen I have ever met outside of maybe Governor William Winter, who I, I had the pleasure of having a good relationship with. But uh, but Thad's role after Katrina saved Mississippi. I can't say that enough. I mean, outside of the work that, that Governor Haley Barber did, uh, Thad Cochran's one of the single most important person that, that Haley Barber worked with as the chair of the Appropriations Committee. And watching what the campaign and and those involved in the campaign did as it related to to uh, Thad Cochran back in 2014 was hard to watch. And, um, and and a lot of those tactics came right into this race, unfortunately. And it, w- it was just, it was, it was so, 
it was so um, frustrating to watch. And I know from a journalist's point of view, I've seen this before. Your phone rings. These allegations come. Somebody might even send you a video of something that's incredibly damning. Mm-hmm. You don't know whether the you know this video's been edited. You don't. You know what I mean. You have to sort through those things. To what extent do you want to become part of news? Not just cover the news, but become part of news. And when you just make a decision about something like that, it has to be incredibly thoughtful. And I know. I mean, I I often say on my outdoor show that I don't say ninety nine percent of what I know. I'm just trying to keep the important stuff out there in front of the public. But if I told everything I knew, it would concern people big time. And I know you feel the same way, don't you? Absolutely. And when covering, you know, an election, right, these two men are running to be the lieutenant governor of Mississippi. I'm not interested necessarily in their personal life or in the mudslinging. I'm interested in policy. What are you going to do with taxes? What are you going to do with the ballot initiative process? What are you going to do to benefit Mississippians economically? I'm not worried about, you know, what who did in their personal life. Now, if it's something terrible, then yes, we will bring that to light, absolutely. But when it, when it gets to a point of he said, she said, accusations or allegations all the time, then it just becomes a jumbled mess. It's not really much of a campaign anymore. It's just, a, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it properly, but it's just a punching yeah. match. I know it is. It is, and that's uh, the mudslinging and the role that social media plays and how it yeah. empowers people. And boy, I watched Jeremy England, the senator here on the coast, mm-hmm. sort of deal with that. And hey, look, I've always been impressed with him. I was impressed with the way he dealt with the the change in the state flag. I have not mm-hmm. always agreed with him on certain legislation, but he will discuss it with me. He'll come on the air, and there's no agenda, Absolutely. and he's smart and well read. And but the way he dealt with the attacks on him, I. I've never seen someone so, so adequately address the attacks on, on, on a person like he did. It was impressive, wasn't it? He was very impressive. And he, and he was, sh- sh- excuse me, unashamed of how, you know, the allegation that what's he wearing? Why is he wearing that pink tutu? He's like, yeah, I'm raising money for breast cancer awareness. Right. <laughs> but he, but he didn't respond with anger. He didn't respond with malice. He responded with kindness. And because of that, you saw the good that came from it too. He raised a lot of money for breast cancer awareness. Well, I can tell you that my friend John Carter, who has Car- uh, Carter's Champions and the American Cancer Society, loved the attention that they got. But anyway, man, we, I can't wait. We got a lot more to talk about as we go forward. I can't wait to have you back, Caleb. You've been terrific. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, listen, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.